March is here, and it would be madness to miss the awesome, cozy winter weekend special at the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach. Enjoy a two-night stay, room service dessert, and more. Experience the serenity of the winter ocean from the warmth of your oceanfront suite. You don't have to go far away to get away from it all. Visit BoardwalkPlaza.com and book your winter getaway today. And let's not forget amazing dining at Victoria's Restaurant. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week, all year long. Reservations are not necessary, but always welcome. Call 800-33-BEACH or reserve at opentable.com. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. If you've ever wondered why Christians have a problem with R-rated... I was going to say films. But they, they are. That's, I know, but I always feel like I'm trying to be better than other people when I use the word film instead of movie. No, there's no <laughs> pretentiousness in that. Keep going, man. If Whoa. you have a problem with the letter R, this podcast, <laughs> get Grover. I was going to say, it's today's, today's, yeah. today's episode is brought to you by the letter R. Okay, so fun fact, as you said that, um, uh, can we acknowledge that we're keeping this as the intro to our show right now? Yes. Um, I heard that, and I thought, man, that sounds more like Yoda than Grover, and I realized it was the same guy that published both of them, so it's appropriate. Hey, if you have a problem with the letter R, you've got the right podcast. I'm Mark Dickey. And I'm Burt Miller. This is the Why Do Christians Podcast. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on the Bridge Radio Station. My co-host is Pastor Bert Miller of Solid Ground Church. Bert, how you doing today? Oh man, Mark, safe for the whole family, Dickey. <laughs> I'm <awesome>. great. <laughs> so uh, uh, we had a listener suggest something. Okay. And that is, you can have your fun with my middle name. Okay. But you also have to try an actual guess at my real middle name. Whew. Okay. And in theory, if you ever get it, that's the end of the podcast. It's <laughs> the catalyst. <laughs> we'll just do this podcast Man, until you get my name right. It's like right. the ring gets to Sauron. If, it, if that happens, <laughs> everything shuts down. Okay. That's right. All right. Um, see, my problem is I'm trying to remember what actual middle names I've guessed for you that aren't it. So some ridiculous ones. So don't no. But I've, I've done real ones. Like, like for the longest time, I thought your middle name was Thomas. No. Um, yeah. Well, that's what that's I'm saying. That's my brother's middle name. Okay. And it's not David. No. Um, I'm going to say, is it Mark Felix Dickey? <laughs> I'd go by Felix for sure. If that was my middle name. Okay. No, well, you are wrong. One. Okay. So, well, I am doing great. Okay. Bert. Great. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Glad to hear it, not Felix. (laughs) So today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the letter R, R R-rated films, movies. Uh Um, Christians typically are kind of anti, well, films past PG-13. Yeah. And uh, I guess not all Christians, but we're going to unpack that. And what's the deal with appropriate, what's not appropriate, yeah. Yeah. Well, can we acknowledge that that the episode title was was completely clickbait? Like, like so for the question of why do Christians not watch R-rated films? Some we do. Like that's yeah mm. right. Like think about. I think um, I have to kick you off the podcast. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> no! 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 That's not true. Like think about um the Passion of the Christ. Right. It was. Um, I mean, it is the highest grossing Christian film of all time. Got it. Got our rating on that thing. Mm. Um. So generally speaking. It's not that simple. It kind of depends on the, the content of the film. And I've actually, 
I've learned this the hard way. Mark, can, can, I, can I tell you a story? Yeah. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. We're here. I want to tell you a story. So everybody, you know, they, they've got things maybe in their life or particularly in their spiritual life that they, you know, they stick with us for a while. They look back on it and went, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. You know, <laughs> like I, like maybe, you know, the way that you shared your faith with a friend, you were a little more abrasive than you meant, or maybe you, yeah. you believed that the Bible said something that it didn't say. It was just like an embarrassing moment, you know? One of my biggest ones was, and this is this is bad to say, I was in my junior year of Bible college. So I had some some Bible training under my belt, and I still committed this snafu where, if I'm being honest, it came out of a place of insecurity where I wanted something distinctive in what I said and believed. Like, like being a Christian wasn't good enough for me. I wanted to be a somehow special Christian or superstar mm-hmm. Christian or, or teach something that was groundbreaking that, that that people hadn't heard before, which is just a recipe for disaster. Like, there's, the religion's been around for 2,000 years. If you're coming up with something new, you're probably wrong, you know? Ooh. And it's just, it's true, okay? So for me, I, I was reading um, the book of Psalms, and I came across this verse, this is Psalm 11, 5, and it's the, I'm reading the New American Standard Version of it, which says, the Lord tests the righteous and the wicked, and listen to this line, and his soul hates the one who loves violence. Hmm. Now, a plain reading of that verse would be God doesn't like God hates the idea of violence against people when people are mistreated, when they're hurt, that type of thing. But you know what? 20 something Bert decided to amp it up. And I said, you know what? If God hates, if his soul hates somebody who loves violence, I love action movies. Hmm. And there's tons of violence in those things. So you know what? It's probably a sin to watch movies with violence in it. Now, I this had, is what twenty-something birds. Yes, thought. yeah, this is what I thought. Now, I had Christian brothers and sisters who were like, "Well, but there's violence in the Bible. It can't be meaning what you're saying right now." <laughs> um, but no, I, well, that's the Bible. That's not film. And so I went on a crusade of nobody should watch anything with violence in it. I, you know, <laughs> I grabbed my my movies, my action movies. I put like they were VHS tapes, which says how old I am, and uh, I put them in a grill. And I and I you know doused them with with uh, with with not lighter fluid the 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 lighting fluid like when, like when you're starting to grow was it called the the fluid I can't, lighter fluid is it lighter my my, my my brain is breaking right now yeah okay fine lighter yeah. fluid all right so doused them in it lit them on fire taped it I had this bold declaration of no compromise for the Lord I burned these things and I had this whole thing of ah right and then um, I got other friends to join me in this. I preached this in a, in a, in a church like that, like misreading of that verse. Okay. Mm. Um, and, and I'll never forget. I had a friend who, um, he's like, yeah, I'm with you. No, like, no, no violence. Let's get rid of all that. Right. And, um, a little time went on. I hadn't seen him for a couple months. And this is the year that it was Lord of the, Re- the Rings return of the King came out in theaters. Okay. And we were talking and he told me that he had seen the movie and I was furious it felt like such a betrayal that, that he had gone and seen this movie as I actually casted judgment on him for this, that he, that he had violated this standard that the Bible didn't actually say that I had created. And and I bring this up to say that sometimes we get really caught up in all this like media stuff in a way that maybe let's pump the brakes a little bit and acknowledge that the scriptures don't mention film mm-hmm. and they don't mention plays. They don't talk about any of that. In fact, I'm not saying that 
it's wrong to have convictions about what we consume with that stuff. I think there are some things that are absolutely, there's no redemptive value to them. But mm-hmm. let's be really careful as we have a conversation about what Christians should and should not watch um, to remember that sometimes we impose standards on ourselves that might be honest to goodness convictions from the Holy Spirit that aren't for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I think about Romans 14 where Paul's addressing how some people, they feel convicted of the Lord, don't eat meat, right? And other people, they don't have that conviction. And his whole thing is, let the one who's not eating meat, don't let them cast judgment on the one who does because they both belong to God. Hmm. So let's be really, really careful with all this stuff when we talk about this to not be like, here's the absolute standard. Right. Yeah. I'm reminded of the verse that talks about the the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Absolutely. And that's, you know, with that said, though, let's acknowledge that Christians, we do tend to have higher standards for the types of things that we watch. And the reason we do that is because we recognize that not everything is good for us. Like Jesus had this thing he said in Matthew 6, 22 and 23, where he says the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? The idea is what you set your eye to affects what happens with your entire body. Mm. And so can that be film? Absolutely. It could also be greed. It could also uh, be lust. Like like wherever you set your eye is going to determine what happens with you. And so it's not that we don't use discernment with what we watch. It's just the reason that we do it is like we have a worldview that says that that what we set our eyes to, we ultimately set our hearts to. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that the title of the podcast is all about R-rated films. Mm-hmm. But if we're honest, PG-13 goes a long way these days. Absolutely. There are a ton of PG-13 movies yeah. that are just... I, mean, I tell you what, the <laughs> not, not that there is a cut and dry, this is the thing. Sure. It's like if it was made in the 90s and it's PG... If it's pre-90s and it's rated PG, mm-hmm. I can guarantee it's going to be a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, after that they, start, they start to wonder, what can we get away with and yeah. it still be a PG-13 movie? How many, how many swear words can we have in this and what number of them and what does that look like? How much you know, skin can we show? How much gore or off-camera gore for sure? Yeah. yeah. So the ratings are man-made. Mm-hmm. G, PG, PG 13. That's a really are, good point. They're, they're not like, they're like not part of scripture from the, like an angel on the mountain. That didn't happen. You're right. Yeah. A group of people a long time ago decided this is what, and I would want to say probably American audiences. Right. That's even an American standard. Well, I think the PG 13 thing happened in my lifetime. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, like it's, it's all man-made. And so it's not specifically built for you know, your, your spiritual life. It's not, it's not, it's really just built for, let's make sure we don't get any angry calls from parents. Mm. (laughs) Let's make sure we don't traumatize a a kid who's not ready for a certain film, but it's not a rating system for morals. Man, that is such a good point. I never thought about that. That's such a good point. So if we can't trust the ratings system mm-hmm. to tell us what's good to watch. Like, how, how can we decide what's good to watch? Well, I think it comes down to you need to evaluate why you're watching what you're watching. Hmm. 
right? So like a few examples, okay? Paul has this great thing that I love that he says in Philippians 4 where he's talking about what types of things we reflect on and, and, and just think about over and over again. So he says this in Philippians 4, he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In other words, these are the kinds of things that, that we want to be uh, thinking on, consuming, reflecting on, like that type of thing. Mm. And so my question is like with, with any kind of media content, whether that be movies, uh, news articles, um, social media posts, songs TV you shows, listen to. Song, yeah, is what is it that you're trying to get out of it? You know, like you're listening to a song and the song is, is depressive. Okay, are you trying to express uh, you're in a mood as well? Okay, is that good for you to come out of the depression? Is it good for you to feel better about life or the Lord and His faithfulness, or is it it's just mopey and the and the and the the, the song is catchy, you know? Or think about, um, you know, somebody might ask, okay, well, is it is it a sin to watch horror films, right? Um, and and again, I'm, I'm hesitant with the language of sin or not mm-hmm. because the Bible doesn't talk about it. But what I would just say is, what is it that you're wanting to get out of consuming that? My experience with horror films is that they're inherently dark. Yeah. That like they're the point of them is to terrify, unsettle, perhaps disturb. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it's particularly gory or there's um, objectionable content in it, that type of thing. And so I don't see anything pure or lovely about that. Yeah. Like like what like what I see there is something bad. And I, and I think it's just important to remember. Like Paul had this thing in Second Corinthians six fourteen where he says, uh, "What fellowship can light have with darkness?" And so is, is that verse about uh, horror films? No, it's not. But it's a principle, this idea of like, hey, if we are people of light, what is it that we want out of something that's consumed of darkness? You know, mm-hmm. I'm reminded of something we talked about in the Why Do Christians Believe in Demons episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, just those darker, the horror films or whatever, they often paint a picture where evil wins. Yeah. And yeah. as Christians, we know that God wins in the end. Correct. Correct. And so like and and it it, it is fiction, but it's tricky. Yeah. It, it's 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 not great to play with, oh, let's make up a story where like demons take over a person. Yes. Like yeah. that's yeah, there's no fruit in there's that. There's no redemption to it whatsoever. And think about and this is something that I think sometimes maybe we forget, okay? When we in an age of scripts scripted movies and scripted television we think that these things kind of exist on their own like they sort of come into being from an objectionable or an objective standpoint like a writer just sat down and just let the story take him but every writer or writers has a worldview mm-hmm. every person has a way that they look at this is how the world works or this is a message i want to convey or something that i want to do through the thing that i'm writing and so it's it's important to realize that that okay like whatever you know film show song you listen to somebody is telling you something about how the world works or how they want mm. the world to work or or what it will do to you as a result of watching this thing even if the goal is just simply to scare you and they don't give a second thought something is behind that which is why it comes back to let's use discernment in what we watch or what we consume because we are like all of us we are sponges yeah all right we take things in and we absorb it even when we don't think that we are the longer that we inundate ourselves with particular worldviews, they become natural to us. Yeah. Even when we don't even realize it. Like so, you know, think about um a good example of this would be 
uh, the the old Alfred Hitchcock film Psycho, right? Okay, Psycho, where famously the woman is is uh, killed in in uh, the shower, right? And how um, it's not explicit uh, in terms of what's seen or anything like that. But people were people were rocked by that film. They were jarred by it. Um, when that movie came out, like they were sincerely bothered by it. To the point where, like people, they might hesitate to get in the shower. Mm. Okay. That film by today's standards is relatively tame mm. in terms of the explicitness of what's seen on camera, the, the blood, anything like that. Um, and yet, the question is, what changed? And the answer is us in terms of what we're used to and what we just accept mm-hmm. on the screen. And I'm saying that not as a scolding point other than just to be aware that we are influenced by what we watch. It was, again, the whole eye is the lamp of the body thing. And so, you know, back to the idea of, of horror, I would just ask, what is it that you want from this? You know, I want to see people get slashed up. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that, that, what thing inside of you does that satisfy? That even like a, a fictional portrayal of other human beings being killed or tormented, what's in you that delights in that? Because that should give you real pause, you know? Mm-hmm. In the same way, um, you know, like horror is the easy target, but let's talk about lust, mm-hmm. right? You know, so like um, I think about like there are overt things that exist for the purpose of visual um, gratification. And I'm trying, because yeah. it's a family podcast, I'm trying to keep my, my words vague enough that yeah. smaller ears don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um but let's remember, Jesus has this thing that he says in Matthew 5, 27 through 30, where he says, you've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be put in hell. And his point is simply this, that like, okay, Sin is really, really serious. And it's something as, as innocuous perceived to be lust. Like, no, it's a big deal. And there, there, are, there are types of films and types of websites that exist purely for that thing that Jesus just said, stay away from. But hang on, let's, before we decide to, to harp on just them alone, let's acknowledge that even some kinds of movies that aren't necessarily explicit in their nature can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like years ago, I remember there, were, there was a a girl um, in our church who um, went to my wife and she's like, hey, do you want to, listen, the movie in itself isn't designed for that, but she just said, hey, do you want to go see the new Thor movie with me? Like just the two of us. And and Katie's like, why? She's like, well, you know, like Chris, uh, what's his last Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, he's hot. He's not wearing a shirt in it. Da, 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 right? Okay. I would argue that's on par with the same heart that's behind mm. these other things. But one is more socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Both are wrong. Both are the hey, I want to look at somebody and consume them through, you know, my gaze. That's not okay. In the same way, like I referenced earlier, okay, you know, um, news articles. All right, maybe for you, it's not a, you know an explicit um, thing that you're going after, but like everything that comes after you. Know, I've known guys where hey, just just what that article about or is about could uh, be an occasion for a secret ulterior motive. Um, and so it comes back to for me, like, what's 
what's the heart behind any of it? Like, why is it that you're going to that thing? Mm-hmm. And that and that's the filter. Does it like is it pure? Is it lovely? Does it build up? Or is it a thing of I'm going to get something out of this that isn't necessarily godly in its root? Mm-hmm. Something you reminded me of, and I think I think I already know your answer to it, but I want to I want to bring up this perspective. Somebody told me devout Christian, they love the Lord with all their heart. Mm-hmm. They love action movies. They love gory movies. Mm-hmm. They even said the more gore, the better. I wow. love it because I know that none of it is real. Mm-hmm. But when you put a person on the screen, that's a real human being right. exposing real skin. Yes. And that is not fiction. Yes. I know that the, the, I act, know that the, the gore, act might be, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that all of the action sequences are 100% fake. But that's a real human being so, whose body is made in the image of the Lord, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so you can't fake that. Yes. Yeah, and so like that's why you have to be really extremely careful right. with with that side of the spectrum on watching things that have, uh, well, more suggestive scenes. Yeah. I remember there was um, a time when adult materials were like the the legalizing of them was brought before. I think it was the U.S. Senate, and they were being asked to define you know what make something an adult material. And I forget what Senator said. I think it was a Senator um, who just said, I can't define it. I just know it when I see it. Hmm. Um, and so, and I, I bring that because, you know, sometimes what people say is, okay, but this is, it's art. You know, this thing here is art. And I said, it might be, but my question is, what does it do in you as a response to it? And you're bringing up a really good point, which is this idea of none of it is made in a vacuum. Human beings are involved in it. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is such a good point. Hmm. Hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or (laughs) Wi-Fi. Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. And you know what's interesting is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Like uh, not not the rated R movies, but uh, I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And you know how many culturally accepted movies uh, my four-year-old's friends are watching yeah and i'm like that is not appropriate for kids yeah absolutely not like this is like you've got a blank canvas of a human being right and you're going to expose them to that because you want to spend some free time well for how long for how long and and i'm not saying this i'm not saying this to shame anybody because i get particularly you know if your parents you get tired right for how many of us we have um the potential of a screen as a babysitter Mm-hmm. Right, you had a long day, or you know what? Uh, I need to get some stuff done in the kitchen. I'm just going to put something on the TV. I'm going to walk out of the room because it's it's from this trusted source, so I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, <laughs> but then again, the thing that you're watch like you're watching, it was made by someone who has a worldview. Like you know, a couple of years ago, Disney, uh, who's a had been known to be, and how you view it, you might still view it to be a family friendly brand. I'm not saying one thing for or against Disney right now, they call it hot water because uh, a Zoom call leaked where they had 
uh, an executive who openly was bragging about putting things in mm. uh, their movies and television shows that, that many who, who hold a, a biblical worldview would take um, exception with. Um, and they said it like right there. Yeah, oh, this is me. I do this. Um, and but how many of us were like we would have been like, well, no, it's Disney. It's you know, that's that's not how right. I see and I've and I've learned with with my kids that, um, and it's not it's not just Disney, mm-hmm. but but you used to be able to go. Oh, it's a Disney movie. Yeah, like I'm oh, sure do you want to go see that? Yeah. Oh, it's a Disney movie. That's for kids. Um, but like. All, all the movies we want to watch with our daughter, they've got these weird, disturbing villains in them mm. that, with these really scary sequences. And yeah. it's like, nope, not yet. We're going to watch the 1972 Winnie the Pooh again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I know that right. is built for little kids. Right. And for sure. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to do this as like a why do Christians get mad at Disney episode. No, no, no. Um, there's plenty of other yeah for sure for sure and and, and cars on the table my family and i we regularly vacation at disney okay so that's i'm not anti anybody with that but i was just an example that springs to mind um would be you know there's the disney film the princess and the frog right where the villain is a uh voodoo oh right yeah well voodoo is a real thing right that's the thing people really do that's not fiction yeah people really do try to consult the dead people really and um, you know, people really do mess with spirits. Um, and but this guy, yes, he's portrayed as the villain, but he's also got a catchy song. And and we can look at him and be like, well, that 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 story is fiction. I say, yes, it is. But what does it do? I see it. I'm less bothered by it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think it's you know, like it'd be easy to be like, well, yeah, kids are impressionable. Yes, they are, and more than adults, absolutely. And they have less of a filter for what's appropriate and less or not appropriate socially. For sure, you know, like you, you, you have to limit what you know. I, I learned with my, with my boys when they were younger. I had to limit letting them watch Star Wars to a certain amount because what they would, what did they want to do? They wanted to whack things with with lightsabers, right? <laughs> okay, for sure. But let's not think. Okay, you know, when I reach age eighteen or I reach age twenty, I'll never be influenced by what I watch again. Right, right. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Also, another side of the coin is. Uh, one one of the hobbies that I have is I like to paint models. Mm-hmm. It's quiet and it's fun, <laughs> and I get to do it when my kids are asleep. And uh, one of the models I was painting had a spear. Okay. And my four year old was like, "Dad, what's that? Oh, this is called a spear. Mm-hmm. Looks like there's a knife on the end of that stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what a spear is. What's it for? Oh." <laughs> It's like, oh, I love that you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, okay, well, let's let's rewind. If we were living 500 years ago, my four-year-old saw a spear. She'd go, oh yeah, the soldiers in town carry that. Mm-hmm. 500 years before that, oh yeah, the soldiers in town carry those. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I saw a guy got in trouble with one of those. Like, oh yeah, I cut sure. my finger on one of those. Like the the. <laughs> I don't know. You have to use judgment, <laughs> but yeah. I told her it's for battle. And, okay. and then she was satisfied with okay. that. <laughs> I was say, that's, that right there is, is the difference between you raising girls and me raising boys. Right. Like, like if that was my son, not only would he have, have already known what it was, even not seeing anything, he would have probably tried to use it on someone when he was younger. <laughs> so yeah. 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 That's a, that's a precious story though. 
It is. Yeah. It is. But the the truth is, why don't Christians watch R-rated films? I think it depends on the film. It does. Yeah. And the, the intent. And uh, I love what you brought up earlier about the, the things that cause others to sin. Mm-hmm. Or if you feel, oh, that isn't the verse you brought up. That's the one no, that I that, thought of. That is another one, like the, uh, if you cause your brother to stumble type deal, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think the other part of it, though, is, I mean, you know, okay, if we have any kind of resolution, like, okay, well, what should I watch or what shouldn't I? The other thing that maybe we, we haven't talked about is the idea of, like, what is it that we believe that if I just sort of throw on something and not think I need? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, I think it's probably a whole other episode. And why do Christians binge watch? I don't know, uh, or don't. But, but I think we never reach a point where we can just say, okay, um, I don't need to think about what I'm consuming. Like what we believe or, or don't. Um, it's also saying nothing about, okay, you know, is is any component of demonic or not? That's a whole other bag of worms. But for right now, I think the, the easiest place to just be resolute is exercise discernment, because as the people of God, we want to be people of light, not people of darkness. Yeah. You know, and uh, just to, before we wrap up, there's a couple of resources, um, and I will. The Bridge does a plugged-in movie review. Oh, I love plugged-in. And um, I'll put a link to that in the description, and that's Great. just a way to help you kind of see the ratings and and see why movies are rated the way that they're yeah. rated. Um, and then another thing that that I just like to do, if I have any kind of, if I'm just like, is this this movie has that actor in it Mm -hmm. and movies with that actor usually have this kind of scene in it. Mm -hmm. If I'm not overly worried about the plot, because sometimes you just want to laugh, especially with comedies, like the plot doesn't necessarily matter. I'll just go on IMDB, the internet movie database. Mm -hmm. And almost every movie has a parent's guide. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. IMDB has a parent's guide for almost every movie and when you look it up, it's got it broken down into categories. And so I've looked up a particularly uh, profane movie. Okay. And uh, there are 12 accounts of nudity, 22 accounts of violence and gore, one account of profanity, 11 accounts of alcohol, drugs, and smoking, five frightening and intense scenes. And you can actually click so you can go, okay, this movie sounds like one I shouldn't watch Yeah, right yeah. off the bat. But if you're curious, you can even click the tabs and it'll tell you what's happening in those movies. Yeah, And so it's really helpful as a parent. That's why it's a parent's guide. You can go, okay, this movie's PG. I've got mm-hmm. a two-year-old. Why is it PG? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, there's a scene where a truck runs off the road and it's a scary, intense scene. Mm-hmm. Like, great. So when they're in a truck and I see this happening, I know when I can cover my kid's eyes yeah. or- or yeah. maybe I just won't watch it all together. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 a great little resource. I didn't know that it existed. That's cool. Yeah. Can I really quick before we go? Can I just add one other thing that I would just want to? If twenty year old Bert was listening to this this episode, I I would just want to say. Yeah. Um, because it's easy in all this to be like, okay, you know, this is sinful or that's sinful, and and you know, I want to stay clear from this and stay clear from that. And I think it's good, and hopefully you've heard from us at this point, like exercise discernment in what you watch. But I want to be clear, um, across the spectrum. What makes you clean in the eyes of God is not your own behavior or choices or anything like that. What makes you clean is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. What makes you right with God is the activity of Christ on your behalf, not how much you clean yourself up, not how 
you might have a resume of personal holiness or, or whatever you would think that you've got there. Uh, and I think this is important to realize that the, the, the burden of your salvation and God's acceptance of you is not on how, uh, worldly speaking, you look different and, you know, I, I don't do this, I don't say that, I don't drink that, or anything mm-hmm. like that. What makes you right with God is Christ and Christ alone, and you can rest in that so that you don't feel like you've got to perform well enough for God to like you. The one who makes you right with God is Jesus, who's died for your sin and risen from the dead to give you a salvation and life that you have not earned, and nothing changes his heart towards you. And I'm not saying that to be flippant and to be like, so what you do, like none of it matters. No, it matters because you can hurt yourself and you can hurt others. But don't think for a second that it rests on you because it doesn't. It rests on Christ. And you can't lose your salvation because you watched a movie. I would agree with that theologically. (laughs) That, that, (laughs) you know, that might be another episode. Can Christians lose their salvation? Because Christians Mm. disagree about that. But that ain't today. Not today. And hey, if you do have questions that you'd like for us to cover in a future episode, email podcast at wearethebridge.org. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And if your platform has a way to rate the podcast or leave a comment, please do so. It helps other people find the show. And uh, that's what we're here for. We just want to share about uh, Christian culture, the Christian faith, and help us because we're all on our own road (laughs) trying to get closer to the lord every day so thanks for tuning in again send your episode your send your questions to podcast at wearethebridge.org until next time